I am a big fan of taking care of my schedule first. So any scheduling software that you like, I say is a hack and you have to put your goals for your life and your business in the schedule every week, like standing appointments. So white space for creating. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I ask on the show. In other words, I ask, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. And those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business. I love all the questions, but with every episode, I felt I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Leslie Logan of LeslieLoganPilates.com. Leslie, it is awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. What I wanted to do was read a little bit about Leslie so you can hear like all the awesome things that she's been able to accomplish and do and learn a little bit more about her. So Leslie Logan has been teaching Pilates for 10 years, leading Pilates retreats in Siam Reap, Cambodia, and Maui, Hawaii for two years after publishing her book, Profitable Pilates, Everything But the Exercises. She has been a, a Pilates coach and teacher and studio owner on how to grow or helping business owners to grow their businesses. Leslie, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Let's do it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The first thing that I wanted to ask was to give you the mic, so to speak, to, and, and hopefully tell us a little bit more about your CEO story and what led you to start your business. Oh, yeah. I never thought I was going to ever be like a CEO. <laughs> I just thought I would sell jewelry at a high-end retail for a high-end retail company and then keep growing in their company and, I don't know, be an adopted child that ends up like running their stores for them. And then the recession hit. <laughs> These are always fun, right? Yeah. And I happen to have been learning to teach Pilates as a hobby, which is, it's so ironic because I really tell a lot of teachers today, like teaching Pilates is not a hobby. It is a job. Stop teaching it like a hobby. But I thought it was a hobby and make some money to pay for my Pilates pants and my Pilates classes. And what was crazy was in this recession, I ended up 
becoming so busy teaching Pilates that I had to quit this job where I would work for other people and run my own business. And I couldn't be in denial that I was running my own business for very long because you have to do all the things and you start to realize (laughs) it's all you. So it took me, I was really grateful. I got to actually run nine studios for a corporation because of my management background. And so I really got to dive into the Pilates world from both sides of the business, just teaching it and then managing teachers and hiring teachers. And then I also got to be a teacher trainer, teach people how to teach Pilates. And, and a few years ago, after we, after I published my book, I launched my second website, ProfitablePilates.com. It's like a hub for teachers. It's everything but the exercise, like the book says. And that forced me to live like, oh, I have two brands now and start to think of things as more than I just teach my clients each week. And so it's been an organic growth into being a CEO. And I think I probably didn't admit that I was one until the bank made me say what my title was (laughs) when I opened my account. But sometimes it just finds you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I wanted to, to take some time to drill a little bit deeper. I know you said you had two separate brands. I wanted to get an idea of what you do and what your products or services are for each of those brands. Yeah, so there, and as we speak, literally just launched a third website. So awesome. there is Leslie Logan Pilates, which is lesloganpilates.com. And if you're wanting to look that up, it's L-E-S-L-E-Y. So that is, that has a couple heads. So I do teach Pilates still to people in Los Angeles when I'm in town. I also teach via Skype. So we have, we offer sessions both in person and on Skype. But because I can't be everywhere to everybody, really important that I had online access for people. So I have online math classes that every week there's a new class. And so Les Logan Plays also has YouTube videos. So, and why that's important for the brand is that we actually had to split it off because it became so huge. And so the third website that just launched this week is onlinepilatesclasses.com so that we could actually, I'm sure people listening have been there. You're like totally doing the projects and all of a sudden you realize some of these projects take on their own journey. And so to keep things really clear, when people come to Leslie Logan Pilates, we had to, we had to go, okay, how do we make it easy for people to find the exercise information that they want? And then also the classes so that they're not getting confused with where are they taking their session? So Leslie Logan Pilates also has retreats. So I lead retreats all over the world. And I have a retreat center in Siem Reap, Cambodia, my favorite place. But to take people, and so it has it has this travel aspect. But we're trying to keep Leslie Logan Pilates with more of you're working directly with me, and then taking the online stuff over to onlinepilatesclasses.com. Then the other little tree of this family, this little branch, is the Profitable Pilates, and there we have my book, which is now an ebook in English and in Spanish, and then we have courses, online courses for people who want to, whenever they want to, take a course for their business on like how to attract new clients, how to retain clients. Most Pilates teachers don't learn any business skills when they are in their teacher training. A lot of them fall in love with Pilates because they discovered it at the gym or as a dancer. And so it's not necessarily in their anatomy or their business, their like their repertoire to be talking business, right? And so um, I was lucky enough to not come from a dance background, I came from a business side of things. So I've made all these courses that I know teachers struggle with and students struggle with. 
And then we started creating online webinars. So every two weeks I go live and people can join me for a one hour workshop on one topic and they can get their questions answered live, which we find is really popular amongst teachers. There's that accountability aspect that they have to show up at a certain time and then they feel like they have direct access to me. And then we have weekly blogs. I just give out information for free to help people because I believe that the more teachers that are successful, the more people who are doing Pilates and then it keeps me in a job. It's very important to do that. <laughs> and um, I wanted to ask you, I guess, a little bit more and drill down a little bit more. I know, obviously, you're able to do have that rare ability to having been able to teach Pilates, but also understand the business aspect of it and, and combine that together. Do you know if there's any other kind of maybe secret sauce or unique aspects of your business that makes your organization unique? Yeah, I definitely think the way I have I have a team which I don't think a lot of people in the Pilates community really have the ability have in their in their um, studios and if they do I don't know that they are able to use it as much as I think that they should and I think this goes for any business having a team is really essential so that you can show up as your unique self it's really hard to be all the things and so one thing I know for sure is I'm not very good at a lot of things but I'm really really good at a few things and the more I rely on my team who I specifically hired based on what their strengths were, the more I get to be fully myself. And so for example, I went to an event this a uh, couple weeks ago to teach 50 to 100 people in each class. And with I actually had my partner there and he was filming and he was able to talk to people. And he was able to do things that are not necessarily my total strengths. And so I could just show up, teach the class and be the person that I am and that everyone expects to show up and get a class from and not worry about, oh my God, I have to remember to email that person. Oh, I have to also email that person. That person wants this. Like I didn't have to keep all those notes. And so I think it's really important when you are running your business that you know exactly what you're really, really good at. And then you hire people who strengthen your weaknesses and you just go, I'm not good at those things. And you let them do them and you let them do them their best way. And that it's maybe it's not a secret, but it feels like a secret sauce to me. Yeah. I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this can be like a resource, a book, or just an app or something that you use or, or turn to at a regular everyday basis that makes you more effective and efficient. I'm a big fan of taking care of my schedule first. So any scheduling software that you like, I say is a hack and you have to put your goals for your life and your business in the schedule every week, like standing appointments. So white space for creating. If you love to work out, that has to be in there. Um, My own personal work, everything that really helps keep me inspired to grow and to continue on. And like almost sometimes it's like a reward, right? I put those in my calendar first because then I actually have no problem, you know, sitting at my computer one day and writing six hours of blogs because I got to do something that was really important for me. So I don't have a calendar that I would recommend for you uh, necessarily because I think you, you all have things that we like to work, but work your calendar so that it actually has you in it. And that's, that would be my hack. And it's not very original, but it is something I think people forget. They go to work every day and work becomes a priority running the business becomes the priority and we forget why we started doing what we're doing and what the purpose was at the end. Like, where is it taking you? I love it. So that brings me now to what I call a CEO nugget, which might be like a word or wisdom or piece of advice that you might have for other entrepreneurs and business owners. Do you have a CEO nugget for us? Yeah. Choose your choices and start where you are. 
those two things I have to constantly remind myself. Sometimes we don't like where we are, but the choices we made brought us there. So choose them so you can own them. And once you own them, you can reverse engineer and rework even failures to being benefits and learning lessons to things. So if you find yourself in a spot that you don't like, recognize that you, you made the choice to be there. You can make the choice to change it. And then starting where you are is really important because I think in the day of social media, it is really easy to compare where you are and your outtakes to other people's like perfectly edited reels. And I know for a fact that I'm definitely guilty of making sure that all the Instagram channels and Facebook posts and everything make my life look and sound amazing. People have a hashtag LL winning at life, L-Y-F-E, because it's not real (laughs) because they think it's perfect. But my very first YouTube video is still on YouTube. I hate it. It sucks because you have to start where you are. And so I, I think it's really, you can look at other people's stuff and you can see the potential for you, but you cannot compare that to where you are today because you just, like, you are exactly where you're supposed to be and that you started there and you have to grow. And it's important to grow organically because if you end up somewhere too quickly, you're not going to be able to sustain what that business is. So those are my two little nuggets that I remind myself, like I write them down, especially when lunch doesn't go as well as I thought, or, or I see a friend of mine launched a similar product and it did better than mine. I'm like, okay, she's actually been teaching for 20 years. I've been teaching for 10. The fact that I was even in the realm of things is actually awesome. Exactly. And I wanted to ask you, this is probably my favorite question is like the definition of what it means to you to be a CEO, because we'll have different types of quote unquote CEOs on the podcast. And I wanted to get an opportunity to hear from you exactly what you think being a CEO means to you? Mm, I think it means being free. And I know people a lot of times say freedom, but being free, I definitely did corporate world for a while and would get frustrated when what I wanted to do in the business It wasn't that it wasn't appreciated. It wasn't that they didn't think it was right or good. It was impossible to implement because it's a corporation. Everything has to be done a certain way in a certain order. And it has to be very much the same everywhere. And so when I stepped away from that to do my own thing, I was... I felt almost lost because I didn't know where do I start? Where do I go? Where do I go from here? And then I realized, oh, I can go anywhere because I'm free to do anything. And so in being free and working for myself, I wanted to have a retreat space in Cambodia. So I did it. I wanted to change my schedule. So I did it. I wanted to change how we build clients. I can actually do all the things I want to do. And it's not like knee-jerk reactions. These are gut reactions that I feel make the user experience friendly, make me able to reach more people. I think, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the law of income, but the law of income is the more people who you bring value to, the more lives bring value to, is the correlation to higher income. And so we wonder why like athletes make so much money. Well, think about when they play a game, how many millions of people's lives are they adding value to? Not saying that it's the best value, but they're bringing something to them. So for me, I want to, I'm always trying to figure out how can I bring what I love so much and I think people can do to more people. And if I wasn't my own CEO, I would probably not get my way as much as I want. I think it's when you own that title and you really go, okay, this is mine. And what it what feels right for me, you're going to come up with ideas that are really going to take you to the next level. And that's pretty darn cool. And, and it's very freeing. And this world's so big. We have so many things we can do in it. It would really suck to feel like you were tied down. 
I love it. I love it. So I think that's an awesome definition. And I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. I wanted to give you the mic one more time to see if there's anything else you wanted to tell us, Leslie, about your business or any pieces of advice. And then also how people can best get a hold of you. First of all, I know many people who are CEOs are like at their desk all the time. And even if you're at a standing desk, you probably are not in the best posture. And it's really important to me. If you want to find more information or talk to me about anything, the best way to reach me is actually by email. I know it sounds crazy to give your email on a podcast, but you can email me, Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y at LeslieLoganPlays.com. And I'm happy. I read all of those emails. If you are more of a social media fan, then I have two Instagrams, ProfitablePlotties and Leslie.Logan. So you can check out either one of those. Awesome. We'll have those links in the show notes just in case anybody wants to follow up. But Leslie, thank you so much for all the awesome things that you're doing and all the incredible value that you provided to us. I truly appreciate you and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Hopefully, maybe I'll see all you CEOs and Seam Reap one day. <laughs> there you go. We'll add it to the list. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.